Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Evan Roberts Tiki Barber It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app Ho, 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 ho freaking ho We're coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios powered by Town Fair Tire Nobody beats Town Fair Tire Nobody Sean Morris, the last of the Evan and Tiki crew, here with you on this day after Christmas. You got me four hours plus. I'm even going to contribute to the Luke hour today. What, what could Tommy be doing? Twiddling his thumbs and playing video games. Evan's still trekking through Disney. And Tiki enjoying a week off. So you got me here, 877-337-6666, at Sean Morris on Twitter. Oh boy, what an eventful Christmas day around here. Good win for the Knicks. More on them later as they slay the Bucks finally. And for the football team that took the field in this town yesterday, well, down the turnpike yesterday, there was a moment in time. A moment in time as a Dory Jackson was returning an interception to the house to give the Giants a pulse in the second half. We got to see something in that moment of time that we have not seen in this town in a long time. And that were camera shots of Eagle fans, from young kids to adults to the elderly to the mouthy, curse-filled females in green, all turned their faces from smiling and cocky to extremely worried. For that moment in time yesterday, I got satisfaction. A little grimace on my fat face, a glass of eggnog topped off with an F.U. Philly floater. Then very quickly, it all went away as it always does versus the Eagles. More missed tackles, as was the story all afternoon and been a story constantly this season. More dumb Santa sexy dice formations from Wink Martindale, which is basically four guys running into the guard. Then more missed throws from the quarterback position, plenty of those earlier in the game, and then, of course, when Terod Taylor plays, you get plenty more, including what would have been a walk-in TD from Darren Waller that didn't exist. Sure, there would be another shot of luck later on in the fourth quarter when Taylor finally completed a nice pass down the field to Darius Slayton, but that was followed by more missed tackles by the defense, and eventually a final drive that would feature a ball way too high for the short Wondell Robinson, although he still probably should have come down with that as a professional receiver, and Darren Waller rolling around on the ground like me after too much lasagna and fish the last two days, not getting up fast enough. And before you knew it, the end result on Christmas was the same end result for the better part of a decade plus for the Giants versus the Eagles. That result, 
a big fat loss. The fate playoff hopes that Evan tried to dangle to our audience last week, they're officially dead. Chances at a potential even record combined versus the Eagles in Dallas this year, well, they're dead. One more shot at a win comes week 18. And anyone hooting and hollering that winning is best for this team's best interest in the final two weeks, yeah, that idea is dead too. Through it all, as painful as it was, and by the way, we'll get to the idea of the Giants and the NFL just going, you know, you know what to the wall for four days on Christmas weekend. Uh, I see the light. I see the positive in yesterday. The Giants did not get crushed in this game. And that is as low a bar for a moral victories that can exist. And that is sad and it's pathetic, but let's face it, Giant fans, NFL fans, it's the truth. Saquon wouldn't say it after the game, and I get it, but I'll say it now. Despite the fact that this team has won five games, and they were a playoff team last year, I walk away from yesterday thinking, you know what? The Giants are closer than they were a year ago at matching up with Philly, even on a worse season. And on that, that is partially because of, you know, Philly coming back down to earth, regressing a bit, of course. But it is so beyond obvious now, if it wasn't obvious to everybody throughout the season, it should be now to all of you. The difference between these teams and closing the gap now, yeah, you got to make your tackles. Yeah, you got to catch your passes. Yeah, you got to not have the refs get away with dumb penalties. Yeah, I, I, I say the refs because some of those calls yesterday were just atrocious. The difference between these teams and the Giants between the elites is the quarterback position. It's the dilemma that Brian Dable faced yesterday pulling Tommy Cutlets for Terod Taylor and basically seeing no tangible difference. More on that later, too. The Giants need a quarterback with an elite ceiling. Point blank, let's stop the madness. The quarterback is the great equalizer in the league. It is why Jet fans, and you know this because we've had fun at your expense, or at least I have, mocking back and forth, you go all out for a soon-to-be 40-year-old quarterback who admitted himself he was 90% retired because he was an elite quarterback at one point in his career. And you know that that is how you equalize and give yourself a puncher's chance of being an elite team yourself. We can stop all the arguing about Daniel Jones, and he hasn't played in weeks, but that hasn't stopped many. I'm sure Daniel Jones was a topic on plenty of Christmas dinner tables last night. He's had two neck injuries in three years and coming off a torn ACL and has a very cuttable contract after next season. End of story. You can't trust him to be the quarterback of the Giants for the next eight years, even if you like his upside or if you didn't like his upside. That argument should be dead. The guy is too injured in his career with now two pretty big neck injuries in three years to rely on. Terod Taylor is a nice veteran 35-year-old backup quarterback, but you saw again yesterday why he is just that, a backup quarterback. Because he could complete a pass like he did to Darius Slayton, but he basically drives you nuts everywhere else. He lost the game to the Buffalo Bills. He couldn't get anything cooking versus the Jets. And let's be honest, if the Eagles don't fumble the opening kickoff and Adoree Jackson doesn't have a ball four in his mitts and then runs it in the end zone, would anybody be clamoring talking about what a shot in the arm to Rod Taylor game yesterday? He killed them on that one drive with the two throws. 
At 35, with his contract expiring, he's no building block for the future. And frankly, probably a guy you should not commit to as a backup. Because if you do, that could prohibit you from investing in a new quarterback next year. Because Daniel Jones is here regardless, starter or backup. And then you bring up Tommy DeVito. Who, yeah, I'll raise my hand. I like what I've seen from Tommy DeVito over the past few weeks. Yesterday in the first half and versus New Orleans, you could give me the stats on on no touchdowns. And I, sure, you got to score score to win games. I get it. He's an undrafted rookie that's had highs and had lows. He is a guy that what Brian Dable and Mike Kafka have done already has been unbelievable to watch. He's well. Because he has a fun nickname, because he does a couple autograph signings, because we as fans have bought into a half media creation and just wanting to root for something fun, because we as fans saw him go with Green Bay, we're going to punish the kid. He, much like uh, I was just talking to Joe with the Jet stuff with Mike White, he is a raffle ticket. He's a lottery ticket. I like what I've seen. I want to see him continue to develop. But despite me, you know ranting on Twitter during the Packer game about, you know, the Giants may have the quarterback. Yeah, maybe they do. But that's not going to stop me from upgrading the position because, again, like we've learned this year in the NFL, you kind of need two quarterbacks on the roster. With all the games added and all the games played, how many teams are playing with backup quarterbacks? Continue to develop Tommy. Tommy's here. Terod's leaving. Daniel Jones is constantly banged up. Look around the league at the contenders. You saw Lamar Jackson last night versus the 49ers. The Giants cannot compete with Dallas, cannot beat Philly, even if they're scrapping and clawing like they did yesterday, until they figure out the quarterback position and get a legitimate franchise quarterback with a high ceiling. And now, as the team officially is dead, D-E-A-D. Man, if I misspelled dead, canceled the day after Christmas. That's it. That's where the focus goes now. They will play out the string versus the Rams and the Eagles. And we'll talk about what Brian Dable has to do in those games. Dable has proven that this team can fight. He's proven that he has not lost this locker room. And he's proven that he's a damn competent head coach that will be back here for a year three and hopefully much more. I've seen what he's done with DeVito. I saw what he did last year with Daniel Jones. I am anxious to see what he could do with a young quarterback. This team now cannot fall out of the top five of picking in the draft. Hopefully they climb up a little more. I can, you know, explain those scenarios in a little bit to maybe get to the top three or top four if New England beats the Jets the last week. The Giants have to take a swing on a quarterback in this draft. Yesterday was the end stamp of that has to happen. Now, if you're sitting there at five and Joe Shane's caught with his pants down and we'll have between now and April to talk about these scenarios, shame on him. If he's got to trade up like the Bills did for Josh Allen, you trade up. I am tired of beating around the bush. The best way to become an elite franchise in the NFL remains hitting on a franchise quarterback. You could get lucky with the right scenario and a monster offensive line the way the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott, who would not have been a great quarterback if drafted elsewhere in the wrong scenario. Brock Purdy, same kind of deal. You saw him throw four picks. Would Brock Purdy have been great? Not Kyle Shanahan's offense, not behind Trent Williams? Probably not. There are so many first-round picks who do get ruined by teams. I understand that people are going to throw that out there. But there are a lot of quarterbacks that hit. 
The reason the Texans were successful this year is because they hit on C.J. Stroud. Go up and down all of these teams that we are sitting... Who could be in the Super Bowl, right? You play that game on Christmas yesterday, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? How many of them have bad quarterback play? Or at least, bleh, quarterback play like the Giants have? None. None. Yesterday was it. I'm tired of losing to the Eagles. I'm tired of losing to the Cowboys. And I'm tired of fighting internally with my own fan base about the ceilings of the quarterbacks we have here. Can we finally admit at 877-337-6666, the right head coach is here. The right building blocks of a roster is here. Sure, there are other holes. Sure, there are. None are as important as the quarterback position and getting an elite quarterback here. That was the Christmas message in Philadelphia yesterday. Because with a very good quarterback, the Giants finally beat the Philadelphia Eagles with a very good quarterback. I I don't know what to tell you guys. That's it. That's all it is. Figure out the quarterback, and the Giants will be okay. They will be an elite team. Jack is in Hoboken. Jack, you're on Evan and Tiki with Sean Morris. What's going on, man? Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? What's up, hey, Jack? Christmas. What do you got? Merry Listen, Christmas. I, like I saw your tweets last, uh, yesterday about Tyrod, and we, me and my buddy were saying the same thing watching it. He missed two that could have been easily touchdowns if he just threw the ball. And we're, I'm like, I'm like, so you can't run this guy back. He's a, like you said, he's a backup quarterback who we know what he is. But he's also injury prone. So how are you going to have a veteran backup what? quarterback who's injury prone behind a quarterback who's injury prone? Hey, is that, it's it's I, a, it's he's not the right fit for a backup quarterback for this team, Jack. You're absolutely right. No. And I and thanks for the call. Merry Christmas. I was going to do more on on Taylor later, but uh, you bring up a great point. It is so odd, and I and I almost don't blame the fan base because we're just starving for really good quarterback play, as most NFL teams who don't have good quarterback play do. But I go back to when Terod Taylor first took over when Daniel Jones injured his neck. And he completed a couple, like, slot fade deep passes, and everybody, like, tripped all over themselves. See, this is what good quarterback play looks like. Well, hold on here. Hold on. All right, yeah, he was taking some downfield shots that Daniel Jones clearly became a little skittish in the pocket of doing so behind bad O-line play. But outside of that, Terod Taylor wasn't doing any of the easy stuff. And that Buffalo game, man, if you're going to be a backup quarterback, not only do you have to stay healthy, you got to know time, play, situation. And what he did at the end of that first half in the Bills game and checking into that run with no timeouts left. Now, look, you add up these losses later. Think about all those in-the-hunt graphics if the Giants had had one more win. That was on Terod Taylor. Just terrible decisions. And yesterday, that was it. He had the one pass to Darius Slayton, and everybody, look, look, what that was the right move going to him. What are you talking about? The Eagles fumbled the kick, and Adoree Jackson took a pick six to the house. That's why the Giants came back in the game. Josh is in the Bronx. Josh, you're on the fan. What's going on? Well, first time, long time. Sean, let me tell you, I admire your Cinco de Fivos, man. <laughs> and, um, you know, Tommy DeVito, man, I'm in love with the guy and everything. It well, was... Josh, Josh, I'll let yeah. you continue. You're in love with the guy. Like, I really like him, too. Yeah. However, are you in love with him to the point you wouldn't upgrade the quarterback position? No, I want to. 
I'll, I'll keep them around, but I want to get some experienced, good quarterbacks that would raise the Giants into the playoffs and into the championship realm of the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, but I mean, look, Josh, yeah. here's the thing, man. You ain't going to get an experienced quarterback yeah, like that available in the offseason. I know. I can dream, can I? <laughs> we all I, can, Josh. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate the- it, man. Happy New Year, Josh. All right, let's get another one in here before we break. Mike and Bayonne. Mike, you're on the fan. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Sean? How you doing today? What's up, Mike? How are you? Not much, man. Hey, you know, just a, just a couple things to kick back on yesterday. You know, I'm in total agreement with you. This team is one franchise quarterback away, you know, from beating the Eagles. And I'm, disgu- I'm just so disgusted about losing to this team every year. Um, you know, going forward, Sean, you know, I, I've seen your comments on, on social media and on, on the air about Barkley. You know, do I think they're going to bring Barkley back? In my heart, I don't think they're going to bring him back. But, you know, know, let's face it. I don't know, man. You know, there's zero creativity to this run game um, with this offense. You know, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up. I'll let you finish in a second. But, and this is the one knock I'll have on Dable yesterday, maybe Kafka too. Do we have to run the same one yard to go play to Saquon? I mean, you knew that that was going to get snuffed out on that fourth and one that broke them yesterday. How many times? Uh, Sean, Sean, I sat here here yesterday. yeah, I sat here yesterday and I knew right off the bat that that that, that play was going to get stopped. But you, you, like I said, going forward, and Tiki has even said it in today's NFL, there is zero creativity with run games. They they they've taken out the pitch, they've taken out the counters, the sweeps. Uh, there's no wheel routes for Barkley. If you see, if you sat here and you told me Barkley would be on a team like the Chiefs or put him on the Browns or anybody with a creative yeah. creative cre- creativity, this guy would be an elite running back. You know, I yeah, think going I mean, Mike, forward. Here's the thing. He, he is, and I think Kafka lacks some creativity. Don't get me wrong. But you just brought up the Chiefs as a good example, dude. I mean, they took a swing at Claude Edwards-Alaire in the first round of the draft. They've used McKinnon well. They got Pacheco in the seventh round. That's the inherent problem with Barkley. It's not, oh, I told, no, it's no, not so that Barkley's totally not agree, a good player but, or a great running back. It's the problem is when you build around the running back and not the running game, it, you know, it, it becomes completely... Sure, sure. I got one more thing. One more yeah. thing. Um, and going forward, Isaiah Simmons needs to be brought back on, onto this team. I, next I year. like what I see. They need to. They need to. They need to make a change at offensive line coach because all the draft. Oh, Bobby Johnson's spent, been terrible. All the money. Right? All the money in free agency that they spent on these guys. Coaching at the end of the day is one of the biggest things to a team sport. And I, and if you ask me, the coaching is not getting it done with the offensive line. Have a great New Year, Sean. I appreciate it, Mike. All right, we've set the table, 877-337-6666. Brian Rascona, Manuel Barbari going to be with me throughout the show. Uh, Evan and Tiki here on the fan, doing a lot of Giants early. I want to mix in some of the, you know, how you handled Christmas Day the whole weekend. I had a real issue with the way the NFL went about things the last four days. Uh, a little bit later in the show, we'll tackle the Knicks slaying the Bucks on Christmas Day as well. We'll even get to the Jets. It, you know, Jet fans, don't worry. I know some of you think I, you know, I tack on, I tackle. That's a great win. Getting it done. Might have hurt your draft spot a little bit. Figuring it out and not just completely collapsing. That Dare I say, that could have ended up getting Robert Sala's job canned as well. We'll talk about that later on. I got my guys Bobby Skinner, Justin Pennick from Talking Giants going to come up next hour as well on the show. We'll have some fun here. It's the only day this week I'm in. As I said, Tommy, Tiki, Evan, all off the rest of the week. Cinco de Fivo coming up later on in the show as well. But we start with the quarterback conundrum that is around the New York Giants and are you finally sold 
that the quarterback needs to be drafted and enough dancing around this if you finally want to beat the Eagles or Cowboys. Explore a wide selection of luxury spirits, wine, and champagne at ReserveBar.com. Elevate your gifting this year with rare and exceptional bourbons, tequilas, scotch, wine, and champagne with personalized engraving, exceptional glassware, and more. From wines to whiskeys, there's a bottle for everyone. For a limited time, save $20 on your orders of $150 plus with code FAN at ReserveBar.com. Visit ReserveBar.com. Good spirits delivered. And look, when Evan wants takeout, when I want takeout, man, we always go with Grubhub. My personal takeout expert. Grubhub makes it easy to figure out what I'm in the mood for by categorizing cuisines with easy labels. And they understand all my takeout specific challenges. Whether I want waffles at 9 o'clock at night or I'm ordering for guests who are picky eaters, always reliable delivery. And with Grubhub Plus, I get $0 delivery fees and donation matching at checkout. Terms and additional fees apply on orders. Grubhub makes life better with takeout. Download the Grubhub app today.